Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today's episode is all about asking the question, are you living at the right level. Let me explain what I mean by that. I was having this conversation with a really dear friend and we were talking about what your life looks like when you live at the proper level, if you're living your life in the way that is best suited to you. We had this whole full conversation about this belief that sometimes women and particularly even black women hold themselves back from their own greatness, that they know they could be more, they could feel more, they could do more, but life biases, racism, sexism, disappointment often holds us back. And we talked about what that looks like and how that feels and how many of us are possibly holding ourselves back. It was a very honest conversation in which even I myself had said, there are many ways that I am not living on the level, that I am not living on my true level, and that I'm holding myself back. And so today, I wanna talk about really the signs to look for to show whether you are truly living at your best level, at the level that is best suited for your life. When you're really living in excellence and you're being your best self all the time. So three signs to determine if you're not. And then I want to walk you through a process and an exercise that will help you get there if you haven't been there or help you stay there and recognize you are there if you are currently living your life on the level. So what does it look like when you haven't leveled up? Let's go with step one there are haters everywhere. (laughs) One of the things I realized when I wasn't living up to my potential and really existing at the, the level that I was meant to be at for myself is that I would often find myself in constant conflict. There were always people who were out to bring me down or I was having conversations with people that were negative. I was surrounded by negativity and haters. And we've talked about this before. There's always going to be haters of some degree, sadly, in people's lives. People are just dissatisfied. And the more happy you become and the more settled you become in yourself, the more other people are uncomfortable about it and around it. However, when you are feeling like you're in constant conflict with people, that's a sign that Maybe you need to be at a level where those people are not following you and those people are not around. And maybe you need to operate at a level that clears the path and removes those people from your life. I know sometimes we have people and we have moments in our lives where people disappoint us or hurt us. And leveling up 
doesn't necessarily guarantee that will go away. But one of the signs that you know you're not on the level is when you're constantly having conversations about how you have to put someone in check, how you have to tell somebody about themselves or tell them off. Again, we talk a lot about opting out of struggle. If you're constantly in a struggle with someone, with a system, with a boss, with a coworker, with an acquaintance, with a friend, that may be a sign that you need to level up your life. Number two, you feel chronically drained. When I am not living up to my potential, I am just exhausted all the time. I I realize this, that I am dragging to go to work. I am dragging to interact with people who bring me down. I'm constantly exhausted emotionally. The thing about not living on the level is that you find yourself in this kind of stuckness where because you're not living up to your true potential, you feel constantly bored or just agitated or not happy in the space that you're in. And when that is occurring, it means that you really do need to give yourself permission to grow to that next level. The last way you can tell if you are not on the level or you haven't leveled up is you're not actively pursuing activities or people and places that bring you joy. Oftentimes, because I'm drained and maybe it's because I'm surrounded by haters, the last thing I want to do when I I am just in that space and exhausted, the last thing I want to do is Go do the things that bring me joy. I usually just want to crawl up and be a ball on the couch and be done with it all. Being emotionally exhausted deprives you of the ability to actually go out and energize yourself and to fill yourself with the things that bring you joy. The thing about not being on the level, the ironic piece is that oftentimes you not being on the level only reinforces your fears to actually level up and your fears to actually take the steps to move forward. So when you are not living in your purpose or operating in excellence, it often has this way of making you scared to take even the first steps to do so. And a lot of the times those first steps are tied to doing the things that bring you actual joy, that energize you and renew you to to be courageous and flex that courage muscle. So now that I've told you the three ways to kind of recognize the signs of what it feels like when you're not on the level, when you're not living up to your potential or walking in your purpose, you may realize, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not on the level. I know even I've realized that at times and recently. And so the question becomes, well, what do you do now? And, And the second question also is, what does leveling up even look like or mean for me? And For the second question, I can tell you that I don't know. Only you know what it looks like when you're living at your level. So living at your level is a totally individual and personalized experience. No one can tell you what that looks like. Only you know if you are living up to your full potential or if you are not. If you are in partnership with someone that brings out the best with you or if you're in partnership with someone who does not. You can only determine if you've got haters all around you or you have cheerleaders. But I can promise you that you will feel the difference. 
there are people who are living so fully in their purpose. There are people who are living so much at their level or, or really maximizing their potential that you cannot imagine their lives being any other way. For example, I always like to think about someone like Oprah, who's really feels like she's done all the things you could possibly imagine a person feeling or doing. Someone like Oprah doesn't surround herself with haters. Someone like Oprah looks energized and excited about life. She's, you know, decorating her house for the holidays and is singing and cheering. You know, she gets excited about having avocados and an avocado tree. She is chronically excited and just living her best life. Someone like Oprah seems to only pursue the things and activities and people that bring her joy. She has the ability to do that. And one could argue, well, she's also a billionaire and she's really rich. And and I do think that her money gives her access and gives her the ability to do a lot more of the things that she loves without any kind of financial constraint. But I also would say to you that I think because Oprah really fully understands who she is and what she's meant to do, that naturally these other things show up in her life. That whether she was a billionaire or not really doesn't determine the fact that she gets to be free of people who are negative and destructive, that she chooses that. And I would argue what allows Oprah to truly step into her financial greatness is because she does not allow herself to have haters around her. She is not chronically feeling drained and she is not avoiding the things that bring her joy. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day, 
or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burnout. So while I cannot tell you what leveling up looks like to you or what walking in your purpose or having living up to your full potential will look like, I can tell you that when you look at the lives of certain people who are, I believe, doing that, their lives look very different. And what they choose to do with their time and their energy looks very different. So based upon that, how do we get there? How do we level up? And how do we decide to really be brave is really the the most important quality here. Be brave and start triaging around in our life. Like, what are the things I need to do to get to that level? And that level is all about, again, personal satisfaction and purpose. It's not necessarily a dollar sign. I really do believe that when you create a life that you love, abundance of all kinds follow. And that includes financial abundance, but it follows. So I want you to really do this practice with me. I'm going to talk you through it and then ask you and challenge you to over the next couple days, do the practice and try this. And the practice is really about taking an inventory and triaging and really thinking about what's on this list. So it has kind of three steps to it. Here's the first one. Again, it requires you to take out a piece of paper, pen and paper, or type on your computer. But really, I want you to write down the things in your life that bring you joy. And be big with this list. Be don't there's no there's no thing that brings you joy that's too small. There's no thing that brings you joy that's too big. Just write this down. There is no limit to how many things there are. Think about for starters, what in your day lights you up more? Maybe it's making sure you get your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. Maybe it's the time that you spend with your partner before you both get to work or with your children. It can be many things, or it could be what lights me up is painting, and that fills me with joy. It's traveling. It's uh, reading a really good book. Whatever that is, write it down. Take a moment to write down the things that really light you up, make you excited, bring you joy. The next thing I want you to write down is the things that drain or exhaust you. Maybe it's going to meetings that should have been an email. That's one of my pet peeves. 
It can be being around that one friend that no matter what you say, they've always got a crisis or things are always through a, seen through a negative lens by them. It can be having poor boundaries with your family and feeling like you have to do things or show up for them in ways that just aren't healthy. Whatever that is, write it down. What are the things that exhaust you and drain you? Again, go big with the list. There's not something too big that drains you. There's not something too small. It could be as simple as texting someone and not hearing back from them from a week when it's an important text. Whatever it is, write it down. Take a moment to catalog that. So step one is to do an inventory and to catalog what makes you excited and what makes you drained. This is important because step two is directly tied to this in this practice. Step two is make it a goal to say yes to the good and to say no to the bad. So when you're looking at that list of yours, it's really important that you have it separated out to what brings you joy and excites you and what drains you. When you're looking at all the things that excite you, find ways to put yeses next to them, ways that you're going to inject those things into your life. For your list, I say start with three things, circle three things that bring you joy that you're gonna commit to bringing with you into the next couple days, into the next week, at least one of the things. Next to those three things, I want you to jot down a simple little promise to engage in them. If one of the things that lights you up and brings you joy, you jot down, I'm going to try before I go to bed to for 15 minutes to read my favorite novel or read something that lights me up, a magazine or a blog post. If it's, I love my cup of tea, it might, in the mornings, it might be jotting down, I'm gonna make time before I start my work day to savor that cup of tea and really just enjoy the moment and the morning. Now for the things that drain you, pick three things again that drain you. And then similarly, write out a plan on how you're going to minimize or eliminate those things from your life. For a friend that maybe is draining you with negativity, perhaps you could simply just make a promise to yourself to gently and lovingly call them on it in the sense of, I'm trying to do more positive things with my day, friend X. What, what's good about your day? Redirect the conversation. That might be your activity for that friend that talks negatively, is I'm gonna redirect the conversation. If it's a coworker or a boss that's micromanaging you, that is draining you. Start the process to kind of read up on how to handle micromanagement. We're gonna talk about it in a podcast in the future. But for the moment, look it up. How do you handle micromanaging bosses? How do you set boundaries around your relationship with your coworkers and your employer? Make a promise to yourself to at least research it. Again, make commitments for those three things you picked to develop a plan of action for the things that you wanna inject in your life that are gonna be good, that bring you joy, write out how you're gonna bring them into your life for the three things that you put in that exhaust you, write three ways you're gonna minimize them. And then step three of this practice, 
is to simply commit to picking one of each to work on for the week. So pick one habit. You've wrote out three. Pick out one that you're going to do. You're going to savor that cup of tea for the next week. Every morning, you're going to try to get up and at least take a moment to acknowledge that this is your favorite part of your day. And this cup of coffee or this cup of tea is perfect. And you're going to savor every sip of it. For people who exhaust you or for things that drain you, that make you feel not good about yourself, you make pick one activity. Maybe it is you want to tell that friend and redirect them every time they're negative. Pick one thing to do and promise yourself that for the week you're going to pick the following activity to enhance your joy and pick the following activity to minimize your exhaustion. A simple activity like that can go a long way to helping you level up. Because once you get through doing all the three that you listed, it's time to pick another three on your list and come up with action plans and how to boost your joy and action plans on how to minimize your exhaustion. This simple but powerful practice is something you do right now that I promise you, if you do any of these things on your list, it will immediately impact your life and put you on the path to really living and existing at the level that brings you the most joy, that is true excellence, and that is going to minimize your chances of burnout. That's it for today's episode. I will talk to you soon. And in the meantime, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.